is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, October 9th, 2019, season 15, episode number 60. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, we've got a lot of things to get into today. We're going to talk about the storylines, set up this game for you, Cowboys versus Jets. Nick's going to tell us his storylines for both teams heading into the week. And then, of course, we're going to do a little bit of the Jets offense. Dave has a scouting report on the Jets offense. And uh, if we have a little bit of time, I may have some questions for you guys at the end of the show uh, just to kind of get, a, a again, a big-picture look at this team. How's everybody doing today? Awesome. Great. Awesome. Great. Good. All right. Let's jump right in. Uh, Nick, let's start first with... Why don't we start with uh, injuries as I've tried to pull it up? All right. <laughs> I um, forgot to print it off, and then now I'm trying to find it. So I got it. Can we start with injuries? Sure. Sure. Do you have some updates on injuries for no, us? No, but Dave does. I do. All right. Give us some updates. Sorry. Uh, actually, I don't have an update on an injury. I have an update on an absence. All right. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch is not at practice. Huh. And we haven't heard anything yet, obviously. About I've heard nothing. Uh, Jason Garrett, like usually, it's kind of like pulling teeth. Like you have to specifically ask him about stuff. But typically, you know, you kind of get all of the game-related injury information out of Jason by Monday evening. And so I, I hadn't heard anything about it. I know, you know, anybody that's watched the last two games, you've probably seen Leighton hobbling around a little bit at times. So maybe it's related to that. Maybe they're trying to rest him. I don't know. But it's kind of unusual for a starter to be hurt, and you don't know about it by Wednesday afternoon. Right. So this is the first we're hearing of it. Uh, and we only see 20 minutes of practice, so he might head out there at some point. Keep an eye on the practice report and – Hopefully by 3 or 4 o'clock we'll have a better idea what that's all about. But he's not at practice. Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins are not practicing today. I saw Tyron rehabbing with Britt Brown at practice, uh, moving pretty well for a guy that sprained his ankle two weeks ago, or a week and a half ago, really. Um, Everybody else, Lyle's not practicing. I didn't see him rehabbing. I think that's going to be like a weekend decision, I think. Talk to me about uh, Tony Pollard. I don't think we talked about him yesterday. He was mentioned by Jason as a guy that came out of the game with a couple yeah. couple things. He's dinged up, uh, like bursitis in his knee, I think. It, like kind of looks worse than maybe it actually is. He's out there today. Uh, I'm sure he'll you know he'll be limited in some form or fashion, but he's out there. Amari Cooper uh, hurt his quad. He's out there. Randall Cobb is out there. Like I think Leighton. Uh, Leighton, Lyell, and Tyron are the only like starter starters who aren't out there. Antoine Woods back. Antoine Woods is out yep. there. Yeah, it's pretty much those three that are the, the big ones. Okay, good. That gives you a good understanding of kind of where the Cowboys are entering the week with regards to injuries. Nick, let's jump now into the storylines. Yeah. Walk me through some of these storylines. You wrote an article on DallasCowboys.com, as you do every week, uh, walking through the five storylines each, for each team yeah. heading into the upcoming game. I'll go with the Jets. I mean, some of the Cowboys stuff we just sort of mentioned. I mean, it was um, – uh, we'll start with the Jets first. But, um, 
basically for them the biggest one and one of the biggest ones in I guess in the league is Sam Darnold being cleared to play he's been out with mononucleosis for three games he comes back what third overall pick uh mm-hmm. two years ago yeah. and so that I'm Dave I guess we'll speak to that I don't know if you got a chance to watch the build Did you watch that I did. All, all over it because they're a different team obviously than with him yeah um so that they've been outscored 84 to 28 in those in these three games second one would just be Le'Veon Bell obviously being happy um with with Darnold's return he's everything for them and I'm sure Dave will talk more about that he's he, the only touchdown he has is a receiving touchdown from Darnold in week one so um that should be able to help their passing game and help him Another thing for them, they're, they're tied in. Chris Herndon's coming off of a suspension. He's he's a guy who caught 39 passes last year, so that's another weapon that they're having. However, th- did this morning the news just broke. New, new news on him? Yeah, new news on him. He Dang has it. an injury. Ah. Um, just sustained an injury working out by himself last week or earlier this week, and it looks like he's not going to be able to play. I missed that. a huge, it's huge okay. thing for for them, I would and assume. Did, uh, Adam Gase said this morning that C.J. Mosley is doubtful at best. Yep. yep. So, But Herndon now is is in coming back is now on the injury report. Right. Gotcha. Yep. And that, and then the, their defensive injuries were the next thing I was going with. Henry Anderson has been banged up, and he might not play. He's got a, a shoulder injury. Quentin Williams has been banged up, C.J. Mosley as well. And then the last one is just, just the play of – Jamal Adams is their best player, and he, he no even though he has been a guy that maybe disgruntled, even though he didn't ask for a trade, whatever it was, he, he's still playing, balling out. We'll talk about him more tomorrow, or, or maybe today, since he's an LSU guy, and I'm sure Dave, Ooh, Dave talk, talk about, about him, him all week. Talk about, about every day. He's, the Prez, whenever you want. He's a great, great player. So that that's really kind of what they have, and and they're more than anything. I mean, they're 0 4. They had a, they they did the old players meeting, you know, players only Uh-oh. meeting. Yeah, when that happens, um, so. You know, it's a it should be a hungry team. I don't know if they're a good team, but they don't seem to be. But they could be hungry. But who knows if the Cowboys are good? Which of those storylines outside of? <laughs> well, I mean, we don't we don't know. It's got such a way with words. <laughs> we know that they're good against winless teams. We know that. Good punt. We know that they can beat a winless team by three scores because they've done it three times. Good point. Outside of their quarterback coming back, which of those storylines is should be most concerning for the Cowboys? Outside of that one, yeah. I would say the defensive injuries. Um, just because th- they have some guys over there that they've drafted that they expect to do, you know, to help them, and they're they're banged up. So if you're banged up on a, you have the you know test the depth of an 0 and 14, that's probably not not so great. So that that's what I would think is is you know are, can they stop the run because you know the Cowboys are going to be trying to do that and and get back on track there. All right. Um, you know something? We're going to take a quick early break here because uh, I want to give Dave a full segment or at least part of that segment to be able to give us okay. <laughs> a okay. breakdown. I don't want to break up your breakdown, I guess, is yeah, the best way I to got put you. it. So gotcha. we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get into the uh, the Jets' offense. Dave will give us a scouting report. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. 
Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to today back to the break welcome back it is the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star nick why are you looking like that like what i don't know you like you smell something no i'm not uh, sniffing myself too much like, like the cowboys apparently mm. were all right uh dave yeah i need a scouting report on these jets tell me something about these this this jets offense um uh, yeah it's <laughs> It's great for them that Sam Darnold's back, but, uh, you know, Tony Romo could probably tell you how much fun it is trying to be good at quarterback when nobody in front of you can block worth a lick. Mm. And that's really uh, my only impression from watching two games. I watched watched him play. I watched a half versus the Eagles. I watched the whole game against um, the team before that. Who'd they? I already. Oh, New England. Best defense in the league. Uh, and then I watched a little bit of Darnold's game against the Bills just to kind of get an idea of what he's all about. But I actually, I just looked this up during the break. Um, they've got a ve- left, their left tackle is veteran journeyman, seventh round draft pick, Kelvin Beecham. Kalechi Asamele, who you're probably familiar with, has been a good guard in this league for a number of years, but uh, is playing on a bad line. Ryan Khalil. Again, has had success in this league. He was drafted in 07. They literally signed him at the tail end of training camp because there was, like, nobody else. Kind of like a Brian Waters situation, if you Mm. remember when he came back. Which, speaking of which, this really threw me for a loop. Brian Winters, uh, that's their right guard. I thought it was Brian Waters, and I was like, there's no way somebody's still paying that guy. Uh, Brandon Shell, fifth-round pick in 2016. Like this, What I'm trying to say is this is a pretty talent-poor offensive line of – Higher draft picks that are on the downside of their career or day three guys that uh, it just doesn't look like it's getting the job done. The proof is in the pudding. They've allowed 23 sacks. And this is a team that has had a bye week, by the way. So 23 sacks in four games, 15 in the last two. Philly got Luke Falk 10 times last week. Huh? Yeah, 10 sacks last week. Oh, okay. New England got him five times. So, I mean, even if you're, I mean, yeah, uh, 40 hits. 
they've let their quarterback be hit 40 times in four games. Welcome wow. back, Sam Darnold. No, know, seriously, spleen, I mean, checking out the spleen, and then like, yeah, you're good. To go. I, and you know, I <laughs> I'm positive your, you and your spleen are fine going out. I'm positive they wouldn't put him out there if he wasn't ready, and it's obviously difficult. I mean, it's different, you know, an NFL professional training staff. But, like, what I know about mono is that it makes you lose a lot of weight. Yeah. So I'm like, you probably weigh 15 pounds less than you did at the end of training camp. And they're going to send you out there to get annihilated, probably? Mm. I, I don't know. It sounds dicey. Uh, we just – Chris Herndon could have been a big boost for them. It's a guy that had 400 yards and four touchdowns. Athletic guy out of Miami. He's not going to play. Actually, Adam Gase ruled him out of this game. So that's cool. Um Jamison Crowder signed there in the offseason. You remember him from his time in Washington. Really speedy, really dangerous crossing routes. Mm -hmm. He used to run deep crossers against this defense all the time, and it felt like he was always open. Uh, Robbie Anderson and Josh Bellamy, just, I don't know, they just seem like guys to me. Demarius Thomas is actually on this team. I forgot the Patriots traded him. Um, Hasn't had a chance to make a huge impact, but then again, nobody really has. And then, obviously, uh, you've got Le'Veon Bell and Ty Montgomery as your primary running backs with Bilal Powell still kind of kicking around. And it uh, it's just hard to evaluate them because like, there's not a whole lot of room for them to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, Le'Veon Bell, it, I mean, he's the engine of their offense. They try to run everything through him, but... It just sort of feels like tackle the man with the football. Like he gets the ball and there's eight guys swarming him because his line can't block. Uh, you see a lot of quick passes to him, swing passes, screen passes, um, out routes, stuff like that. Um, they do a fun thing where they put Bell and Ty Montgomery in the backfield together, uh, read option, wildcat type of stuff. Again, I mean, you know, if you can't block you might as well just give the running back as much of a running start as possible um they're not very good no it's it's i mean yeah i don't think they're very good i think the world of levy on bell but yeah. i don't know how much he can do on his own i think having darnold there will probably help he can probably process a little bit faster he's more talented than luke falk but again, I mean, this is a second-year guy. You know, like, I'm not ready to say Sam Darnold mm -hmm. is a difference maker on the level of, like, an Aaron Rodgers where he can just immediately elevate this offense, especially having missed a month of the season. So I think it's going to be a lot of quick throws. I think, uh, you know, if I were the Jets, I would try to screen the Cowboys to death because they've already shown that they don't handle that very well. Uh, they're tackling. And you not... got an offensive line that can't seem to hold up. Right. What you're saying. Screens and getting the ball to Le'Veon Bell uh, as quickly as possible seem like a great bet. Um, I like the Cowboys odds of being able to cover these receivers. They haven't really gotten killed by a receiver yet this year, like a wide receiver. I know, you know, they gave up yards to Ingram and um, Michael Thomas and was kind of good, but I, not not he, on his own level of five. I mean, he had a good day, but I get, like I said it then, you know, if that's his stat line, I think you you yeah, did okay with no mm -hmm. touchdowns. And they don't. Was, I mean, Michael Thomas is so much better than was Crowder. Than this. Was it the game? Did he have like fourteen catches? Or yeah, something? actually, I was going to mention that he's had, he had fourteen with catches Darnold. in the first game with Darnell against the Buffalo Bills for ninety nine yards. Um, but he only caught eight, he's only caught eight passes in the other four games, or I guess Great. it would be three games this season. Um, so it, I, I wonder, and I caution a little bit, how effective he'll be, or that he will be more. I'll make the argument he may be way more uh, active, and and will probably have a much better day against the Cowboys with Donald back. Right? Yeah. Fourteen catches for ninety nine yards is seven yards per catch. By the way, I mean that's. 
just got yeah. it. But he's a, he's a guy that's very involved in their offense he when is. Darnold's there, right? I, that's going and watching the Jets Bills game. It felt very similar in the sense that I didn't feel like he had a long time to throw. I didn't feel like his receivers had time to get very far downfield. So again, like you wind up dinking and dunking. He threw the ball 41 times for 175 yards. That's less than five yards per attempt. Yep. Let me ask you this, though, and follow me on this. And he this. got sacked four times in that game. Okay, follow me on this, though. Um, you look at that game. They scored uh, the most uh, – that's the most points that they've scored all season. Obviously, Darnold was in there. Now, also, it's the second – most points that the Buffalo Bills defense has allowed this year. By the way, they're playing phenomenal football. Their defense, Their defense is, playing really is very well. good. Playing really well. They allowed the the Buffalo. I mean, they allowed the Jets 16 points. Um, there's only one team that scored more, 17 points. New England was only allowed 16 points. Um, that being said, do you think that New England them allowed- playing against? New England. New England only scored 16 points against Buffalo. Offensive. Oh, against Buffalo. Yes, against I'm, Buffalo. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm making, the, and that's Jets. why I said follow I me because I know this is a little convoluted. Uh-huh. I'm making the argument that Buffalo's defense is really good, and they put up 16 points, which is close to the most that they've given up all season. And I, I want to say Buffalo or New England got a block punt in that game. Maybe, uh, maybe it wasn't. I'm not them. sure. They did get a block punt in some game and yeah. scored. I think it was Buffalo. Though. Okay, but so they but, didn't really score much at all. The that. whole point I'm making is. They were as good against Buffalo as anybody that's played Buffalo this season yeah. against that good defense. The Jets. The question becomes, is that does that translate against a a, a defense that you may, some people may argue is lesser than than mm-hmm. than the Cowboys? If you believe that, does that translate now into the Cowboys having a, a, a team that that may actually be able to do a little bit more offensively now that they've got Donald back? I know it's a long question, but it is, and I mean I. I get the essence of what you're saying, and the Bills are a better defense than the Cowboys right now, and that's fair. I'm just looking at it. I mean, 16 points puts you in the bottom like six in terms of Absolutely. offensive output. Like yep. it's that's bad. And but but that's that's better than the average of what Buffalo's giving up all season. It right? is. I still I don't. I don't. I I don't know that I can follow you there. Like okay. I mean, because because the signs of them struggling are still there. I mean, four point three yards and per attempt. Recently, yeah, three point two yards per carry. Um, Sometimes you can throw out that week one stuff just because you know they Bills maybe didn't get a good read on what they're going to do with Le'Veon Bell and 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 how the you know Crowder's going to work and all that. Which is kind of still the same thing for the Cowboys a bit because they've only seen they only have one yeah. game of tape to see how they're going to use him when they have right. both those guys there. One thing it looks oh, pretty that's, clear. Oh, that's that's I'm sorry I'm sorry Nick I knew like there was something in my head that I was forgetting and that's that uh, the Jets scored a touchdown on a Cole Beasley pick six. Cole Beasley dropped the ball and C.J. Mosley returned it. 16 yards for a touchdown in that game. Got so it. the Jets' offense scored eight points. Bell Bell had a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So mm. oh oh and the, oh wow, they also got a safety in that game. So they scored eight points. Yeah, the offense did. That's, so so the issue still is the, the offense is not doing their anything no matter what. And and the you Bills, cannot you guys can't turn the ball over to them is the, the point. The Bills have not. The Bills have played better defense than the Cowboys. That's fair. Like, I don't know if the Jets are going to struggle as mightily. I I kind of think they will. Like, I, I don't – I just – I think this is still a talented defense. I, I look across the board, like, 
you know, we can quibble all we want to about whether Demarcus Lawrence is getting enough sacks, but like the Cowboys should win those matchups. This is the bad offensive line. Uh, the one, I mean, the one thing that should give you pause is like, can they tackle Le'Veon Bell? Because they didn't tackle well last week. They've shown they're not all the way up to snuff there. Leighton Vander Esch isn't at practice. Like, I can see a world where Le'Veon Bell has a disconcertingly good day where you're like, well, the Jets are, these guys are terrible, and Le'Veon Bell's carried the ball 20 times for 100 and something yards. Kind of like what happened against the Giants. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, okay, these guys are trash. And then on like the third play of the game, Bell, you know, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it's enough to overcome the talent deficit over the course of 60 minutes. And I'm not, you know, this game might be frustrating for a while. The Dolphins game was. Um, but. I just I can't imagine the Jets scoring more than there's so much twenty points more going for um, for Le'Veon Bell when he was with Pittsburgh. I mean he had he had a veteran quarterback who likes to throw it deep and he's smart with the ball for the most part. Tough. He's got he had the best receiver in football maybe at the time on the outside with some other weapons as well and, and an offensive line that's got to be better than this. And so he was just. A, a, I wouldn't say just a piece in, in the in the thing because I mean he was so great, but he, you know, he had other guys you had to key on. No, when when you're the only guy, it's funny because Le'Veon Bell is one of the three best running backs in football. I love Jamison Crowder as a complimentary piece. Like I mean, if he's like your slot receiver or your third receiver, like I think that's pretty good. I loved what he did in Washington. He, I don't know if he should be your best receiver. I don't think that's right. a good idea. And definitely none of this is going to work if your offensive line can't give your quarterback any time. Like, I mean, I, and I like Sam Darnold too. Like, I, I have no reason to believe that he won't eventually be a good quarterback. But the offensive line isn't doing anybody any favors, and I don't think there are enough good options around him to fix that. And that's uh, looking at this box score from week one, that's another thing is um, Quincy Enumwa, who – Pretty good receiver that gets forgotten about because he's stuck on the Jets. He's out. He's not playing. Like I'm pretty sure he's on IR. So mm. it's another guy they don't have. There's just not a ton of jaw-dropping talent there. Is this a week when you think this defensive line, Cowboys defensive line, kind of gets going? Because I don't think – I think from so it far this be. year, they haven't had that dominating performance where they really just – in Vel- I mean, you could say the Saints. Saints. They was pretty dominant. They, they really dominate dominate the. I mean, and I mean from the standpoint of the pass rush, from the standpoint of stopping the run, like they were just dominant. The front four was dominant in how they played, and I don't know if I've seen that this year. I mean, yeah, they played really well against the Saints. Don't get me wrong. Five sacks, a lot of pressures. I mean, yeah, I, I I think, but it was against a backup quarterback. Even though he's you know he's playing well. Yeah, he's playing well. He's probably not the thirty second best quarterback in the league. He's probably better than that. He's probably better than Sam Darnold right now, yeah. especially you yeah. know since he hasn't played since September eighth. I yeah. agree with that. I, I mean, I thought that they played very well in that game on defense, and they had to. It wasn't good enough, but they did yeah. play well in that game. But but as far as just dominating, I don't know if this is that type of t- team. I don't know if they're that they're going to be that good because to dominate, you got to get turnovers, and they really don't do that. To that point. I, th- I mean, the Jets will probably, you know, very similarly try to scheme this to keep that from happening, whether that's, again, screens, short passes, running the ball, even when it's not a great idea. Um, maybe they can mitigate that some way. But, yeah, I mean, the defensive line should play really well in this game. And I hear what Nick's saying. I think I think they'll be fine. But, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't dominate the way you would expect them to because they haven't really done that in any game this season. 
I mean, the, the Saints game, I don't know if you can say dominate. They lost. Yeah, and I mean, they didn't. They played well, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't enough. I mean, yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we'll get some questions. You guys can call us. Number is 888-855-2297. Again, it is 888-855-2297. You can also hit me on Twitter, at Derek Eagleton. I'll take your questions there as well. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too much? Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, what you got for us? You know, a lot of people have said, I want to go to the Star out there in Frisco and, and the Ford Center and check out what's going on, especially if there's something happening. Well, you've got to put this on your calendar. October 26th. I know it's a little bit out, but you might want to get ready for it. It is the, it's the Vintage Star Car Show. Mm. Isn't that the bye week? It is. Yeah, okay, cool. Come on out. Go. Yep, good. The Star District will have also a trunk or treat for the kids, so costumes mm-hmm. are encouraged as Halloween mm-hmm. will be going up that week. After the show, one of the stars tw- you can enjoy one of the Star's 20 restaurants located in the Star District. Admission and parking is free. So it's the popular antique classic muscle cars of the decades all day Saturday, October 26th. It's the Star Car Show. Visit the starinfrisco.com for more information on the car. Show you big car guy. Uh, I like my car. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not a big car guy, just not in, in the general. sense in the sense that it gets me where I need to go and yeah, I enjoy driving it. But yeah, not like uh, David no. Hellman will not be at the car show, but there might be some. <laughs> other That's people. during the bye week. Yeah, it's during the bye week. David Hellman will be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I got a race that day. You guys want to go race with me? No. Oh, like no offense. Running no. race? Yeah. 
Nick's like, no, it's right around the corner from where you are. Okay, well, maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll see you there. We come out and say hi. Maybe, yeah, a little you cup of water. the kids come hang out and hold like, up a go, sign for me. Go, go Derek. Derek. Yeah. Good job. That'd be Probably fun. not. Do Those w- things start at 7. I hope you do great. Eight. But you're not in. No, no. All right. Tell you what, let's get back into some questions. We've got some questions from yesterday that some fans sent us on Twitter. Yesterday was rough, man. You really put us on the spot. Well, some of these questions are actually some interesting questions. They are a lot. When I talk about big picture, these are really big picture. And a lot of them just require a little bit of thought. This one included, uh, we got this one from Edo Merrick, I think is the pronunciation. Sorry if I butchered that. But he says, uh, last year the Cowboys made a huge trade that turned around the outlook of this team. If the Cowboys were to make a a trade this year, what position would you focus on? You know what I thought about the other day um, was, and I I, I don't even know what he's doing, so I can't say, like, oh, they should have done this, but the Packers cut Mike Daniels back during training camp and the Lions scooped him up immediately. I I mean, that sounds nice to have, like, a a really experienced, good defensive tackle in the middle of this line. Big guy. Or Gerald McCoy going back to the offseason offseason. I think most people agreed that for the right price, that would have been fun. Um, no, I, I I think that when you're talking about a trade, what the Cowboys yeah. did last year was figured out what their needs are probably going to be next year. And looking at the draft and going, not a lot of great receivers that might be coming out. We have a chance that we'll probably have to go first round. Let's do it. And I think that you know if they're going to forecast that way, there's 27 people in the scouting department here that are probably doing that, going, all right, this is what's going to kind of project next year. In the, you know, So if, if a safety comes available and they think, hey, you know, we're not probably not going to re-sign Heath or, or maybe try to upgrade there finally, you know. And I say that finally because they've been trying for a while. They just haven't. So maybe, you know, if a safety popped up, I, I could see that happening. I mean, somebody that you might have to draft next year. Maybe tight end. Yeah, tight end could be one, right? Even in light yeah. of all, like that would be tricky, kind of you know doing it yeah. now. They but. would do the Cooper trade over again a hundred times out of a hundred, and Absolutely. and good for them. They should, but they still hated not having that pick, though. Yeah. So a trade of that magnitude two years in a row yeah, would really really surprise me, right. especially because even with their struggles, I don't see a position that is so glaringly obviously in need of being addressed you know like we can't win games because we don't have this like am i missing something no No, i mean i think so so and and i mean it would be nice to have another defensive tackle a good one i looked it up mike daniels has played in three games for detroit and has two tackles so i mean it's not you know stats get hidden when you play that position for sure but not like he's lighting the league on fire um i think a safety could come in and make him better I think so too. If you got the right got one, the I mean right that's why one. we threw out the name of your guy a couple of weeks ago. That's Jamal, a, that's a but one. That's, that's a, a one. That's a and I said it then, and I'll say it, I would do that. I yeah. would have done the deal for Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and but that's that one's over with. Again, for the fifth time, like there's no actual evidence that suggests Jamal Adams and, is trying and be, to get let's out be of clear. New York. Let's be clear though. I think the point of this question was just really, right. really yeah, big yeah, yeah. picture from the standpoint of if. You wanted to go out and be aggressive about getting a trade for whomever. Doesn't have to be a particular player. What position would be that target position that you say? Let me go find one Ooh. of the better. 
Has, has a kicker ever been traded? That's sure. like yeah. I don't even know. I mean, if I, I you've got of, a good one, yeah, are you getting rid of them? Yeah. Like, although, well, I've never seen a kicker a get starting kicker. No, think. yes, you have because the Ravens did it during camp. Maybe there's okay. a backup. Their backup kicker. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'm talking about and a starting kicker in season. Like, their backup if you're in kicker season, immediately got. If cut. you're ready to get rid of him, that means he's probably not doing no, very well. I can't. If you're not ready, if he's doing well, you're not getting rid of him. Would the Ravens trade Justin Tucker? No, they're not. For a, a two? What would you have to give up to <laughs> make the Ravens want to consider it? You right. know, like, well, having this guy is really nice, but you're offering us something. You're probably, for a team like that, that as the season goes on may not be able to score a ton. Yeah. I, if I'm them, you would have to give me a one for me to get rid of my I kicker. mean, three years yeah. ago, if someone said, you want to trade Dan Bailey? Been like, no. And, like, what about for a, a high second-round pick? You'd be like, think about it. Maybe. But you know you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. I would need the one because, the, yeah. you know, when it's tied up in New York later <laughs> right. this year and you miss the kick, you better – I mean – It ain't helping you now. It's yeah. helping you in the future. And God. if you're a team that you think you have a shot this year, that's not the move you want to make. I, would, I mean, if Baltimore wanted to send me Justin Tucker for like a three, you could talk me into that. But I don't think I that's realistic. Do nah, he wouldn't do that. Uh, if, I'm Buff- if I'm Baltimore, I wouldn't no do it unless it was a one. Stop me if it. you've heard this before, right. but D tackle and safety are the two positions we think they need to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, this was last year around this, this time. This is maybe every two years year ago around since Rod Marinelli got here. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, but I don't think it's as dire as the receiver situation was last year either. I agree. Are they going to re-sign Byron Jones? See, the the interesting part about Minka Fitzpatrick was he also wanted to play corner yeah. and not so much safety. He wanted to play slot corner, which, you know, you have to play more than that when you're like, the, what, 10th pick in the draft, 11th pick. But, you know, I, I don't know that whole situation. I just know that when you make a move like that, you you have to kind of think ahead and go, well, what are we going to do with Byron Jones? What are we going to do in, in the offseason on some of these guys? Would you be willing to make Byron Jones a top five paid cornerback in the league? Mm, not really. To be How about a top ten? Yeah. What's the like? What's the salary parameter I, I on that? I, and yeah. I don't know the numbers. Top, right okay, yeah, top ten. Yeah, okay. You give him top ten money. If he's, you know, if he's signing right now before Jalen Ramsey and he doesn't crack the top five, which means he'll just continue to be a bargain. Yeah, I'd probably do his, that. His agent is going to have to be very, you know, like up on all of those websites that I don't, I don't even know them all over the cap. Pro, and all that kind no, of stuff. not, not no, so much like pro the football, and focus, pro football focus, and, okay. and the know, ones that'll tell you that Byron doesn't allow more than like right. a half yard of separation. Yeah. Cause you can't just go with, with interceptions and yeah. pass breakups. And you can't just like go that. to NFL.com and get the interception total, which is fine because I mean, he, <clears throat> you know, it's a good thing is, is last year, the other teams saw that and they're seeing it this year. He's, he covers the guy. No, he is a good corner and there's something to be said for that. And he is deserving of a contract but you know we talk about it in terms of like they don't get takeaways but like have the Cowboys been on a short field on offense yet this season like where for whatever reason they like flip the field unexpectedly and they're just like oh we're on the we're on their 33 didn't it happen once like and I mean, was the it interception or, by or was it an interception? interception. There was, it seemed like there was one one drive that the I remember where they happened. got the ball around the their around their opponent's thirty or so. I want to say my memory might suck, but here I'll have to go back and look. They dropped two picks against Washington. Demarcus's Demarcus's uh, turnover on downs, fumble recovery against the Giants happened down near their red zone. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins' fumble recovery happened down near their end zone. 
Cheeto's pick, I believe, happened like just on the other side of midfield, so the Cowboys were in their territory. Daniel like, Jones fumbled on you know the Cowboys oh, territory. Was uh, that might have been the one? But he I, was kind of dri- they were driving a little they just, bit. They they haven't had that point. Like get yeah. takeaways. They, I know they there's more to playing cornerback than that, but like get the ball. Lake get the Vanderich ball for your team. had the ball and the, down by the what twenty yard line mm-hmm. last well, week. Yeah, and that, that would have been, yeah. been huge. Yeah. All right, let's take a phone call from Drew. Drew, what you got? Hi, guys. Uh, for a long-time listener, thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we all know the Cowboys' run defense has been not as good as it was last year, and in my opinion, a big part of that has to do with DeMarcus Lawrence not playing like himself. So, in your guys' opinion, what do you guys think DeMarcus has to do to get back to the form he was playing at last year? Okay, I don't agree with the premise. I don't think he's playing worse than he was playing last year. I think he's getting more attention. I don't know if I necessarily think he's playing worse. What do you guys agree? Think. I think, you know, the run defense part, I, I think we are underestimating the value of Antoine Woods. I really do. I think he's a fun, jolly guy, whatever, maybe, you know, he came from the Titans. And, you know, I think he's a good player. And I think they're missing him big time in the middle because he is hard to move. And I, I think that that's a big part of the run defense. Um, as for DeMarcus, yeah, I mean, he does get a little bit more attention and and. And he's banged up a little bit, too. I mean, but have you seen his problems in the run game? Because I, I heard this caller say it. That's not been what I've heard most people have a problem with. Most people are quibbling about the fact that he's not getting more sacks. I don't necessarily – I haven't necessarily seen him be a part of the problem, the breakdowns on the in the run game. The Cowboys – well, their problem last year was what? They just got killed up the middle by teams yeah. that wanted to do that to them. And that was when DeMarcus, I assume, according, I mean, in the caller's opinion, DeMarcus was playing like himself then. And actually, I mean, right. he had the labor then, so maybe he wasn't. But it wasn't, it wasn't that that was killing them then. It was right up the middle, and I think it's exactly the same. I think uh, their defensive tackles, they're shorthanded for one. They're not as talented at that spot as they are at others, and then their their linebackers haven't been playing up to yeah. the level. Of Those last are the guys year that aren't playing like they played last year. In my the, opinion, the, the four spots in the middle of the field, the two linebackers and the two defensive tackles, yeah. I don't think are playing up to the same snuff that they were last year. I don't think it has that much to do with Demarcus. All right, let's take a call from Junior in Illinois. Junior, what up? Hey, how you guys doing? How you doing? Hi. Good. I'm from Utah, by the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're okay. Um, I just have a couple things to add to the defense. Um, I I know that we talk about having a standard, and I just I don't I see that with the way we played against the Saints. Why is it that we can't consistently play that way of football, and our offense play consistently? I don't I don't understand. We have a good team. I just want your guys' opinion of why can't we play? What is the problem, and why can't we play so consistently? You know. Sit back and listen. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. I, I think the biggest difference is that um, the, the players that you're playing against are not consistent at all. I mean, they, Teddy Bridgewater was not a, a starting quarterback, really, in in the league, and he was a backup. And then, you know, he, he's not going to just make these uh, magical plays and, and, and get the ball out like Aaron Rodgers, who in many people believe is one of the top three or four quarterbacks to ever play. I mean, I just don't think you can compare this the same the same way. They're not playing the same teams, um, and and they had a much better game plan for. And the Packers had a much better game plan than the than the Saints. 
And I, I keep saying that it's hard for me to reconcile. I know how much better Aaron Rodgers is than everybody. I know that makes it a pain to game plan for. But, like, that's, you know, I don't expect you to stop the funky shovel pass or the thing where you break out of the pocket and find the backup tight end just on a rope. Like, Aaron Rodgers is going to do that four or five times a game, and you just have to accept it. That doesn't bother me. But Aaron Jones was just killing them on pretty routine stuff over and over again. I think I read... Well, they were credited with as many as 12 tackles, depending, I mean, 12 missed tackles, depending on who you want to believe. And I know the respect that you pay to the quarterback has a mm-hmm. role to play in that. Still don't think it's good enough. And I, I don't have a great answer for it. It wasn't you. good enough. I mean, they're, they're not that great. I mean, this isn't a great defense. They're, they're not. They're not playing that way. Um, are they worse than they were last year? I think so. Right now. Yeah, they are. They're not getting enough sacks, and the linebackers are not flying around making all these plays. They're just not. I think maybe people are figuring out we got to get the guards on them. But that's why I think Antoine Woods is so important. When you look at the great deep linebackers in the history of football, most of them had at least a Pro Bowl, if not Hall of Fame tackle in there. I mean, those Ravens guys, they, they were tough in there with Adams and Saragusa. I'm not saying Ray Lewis wasn't great on his own or Mike Singletary great on his own, but those guys have a – you have to have some guys up front to allow you to go make plays. If the guard gets to you, you're still going to get smashed. That's why Jalen and Leighton are getting knocked off the ball because those guards are taking it to the second level. Yeah, they just – I think that's part of it. I think their instincts don't look – as good to me this I mean you know what week five last year was when they lost to Houston and they lost that game but kind of like the Saints they you know they killed them in the red zone Jalen was flying around you know he made that crazy play on Deshaun Watson we've seen that a couple of times but a couple of times in five games from guys that you're expecting to be Pro Bowl caliber that's not what you signed up for when the season started and I mean it's early you Teams and units grow and blossom. Like the Cowboys, they were good for basically all of last year, but they kicked it into another gear as the season went along. So I'm not ready to say they can't get there, but they're not there right now. Yeah, and the part that's kind of baffling for me is that there were so many guys on the defense during training camp that we were looking at and being like, man, this guy's playing really, really well. And so much of that has not necessarily well, translated you know what, though? And, to the season. Right. You know, people kind of, you know, when you say stuff like that, people come at you when it proves to be wrong. Again, you can only evaluate as well as you can evaluate, but what are you really seeing in training camp? Like Malik Collins, you see him rush the passer. You're not seeing real run defense because you can't tackle the running back. You're thudding people up. And so I don't have as good of an idea of how he's going to play in run defense as he does against the pass. I think. Through five weeks, he's looked about as good as I expected as a pass rusher. I think he's been good in that regard. Yeah. Hasn't been great against the run. None of them really have. And But I'm even talking about guys like Awuzie, who I thought had a mm. wonderful training camp. Yeah. And that hasn't shown up yet in the in the regular season. Not enough, I should say. Not consistently enough in the regular season. So it's guys like that. It's Woods, who I thought had a phenomenal yeah. training camp. And I don't think that's necessarily consistently showing up here in the regular season. So it's it, it, it's it's baffling. I, I, I and I understand your point. You only talk about what you see, but it is baffling to me that so many guys look so good in training camp, and now it's just not translating to the regular season. It's a little bit different when it's offenses that you're not familiar with scheming to do things that they know you're not good at. And, yeah, you're. I mean, it seems like it happens every year. Like somebody, you know, Byron Jones looked all pro at safety in 2017 yep. in training camp, and it obviously yeah, so didn't come to pass. So, All right. yeah. 
Appreciate you guys joining us back tomorrow, 1145. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!